Welcome to the new podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a place that is about inspiring hope. You can find out more about us and hear more messages at MyGatewayFellowship.com. It's interesting that this time of the year is a very sad time for a lot of people. That a lot of us, we think of Christmas and the holidays as a happy time and all the stuff with it. But those of us who have been in counseling, and and Miss Ruthie can attest to this, is that this is a very sad time for many people. And we always ask, now, why are you sad during the holiday season? And one is that maybe they had a rough life growing up. And the holidays simply remind them of that roughness of that situation that they faced. There are others that Christmas was a time where their family was so financially strapped. And once again, those memories come up. And the list goes on and on. And I have discovered that the more that people start focusing on the commercial part of Christmas, the more easier it is for those feelings to be crept in because you start looking at other people and you start looking at your bank account. You don't have that or they have this, they have. But if you do the simple thing of just trying your hardest to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season, as simple as that little saying is, is that's what it boils down to, is that Jesus is the reason for the season. In fact, you may have heard on WGTS just the other day, uh, where they had the story of the true St. Nicholas. Did anyone hear that? They had the little thing they played. And there really was a St. Nicholas who lived in 218 AD. And what he was known for is giving gifts. He would give his last everything to people. In fact, even when they outlawed him to do it, he would dress in disguise and still give stuff out to the poor and to the needy. And here we are all these many years later, and we still remember what St. Nicholas did. And St. Nicholas didn't just do that in Christmas. He did that all year long. Read the story sometime. But as we reflect upon this, I was interesting that they did this little survey that I just want to share with you. And I may have you turn this down just a little bit, Kyle. I think it's because I'm in front of the speakers. But I just want to share with you that in the book, it's a book that I love. And it's called the uh, it's simply called the All Better Book. And what makes this book so unique is that it was written by elementary students. And what they simply did is they told them problems and asked them to solve the problem. These are little second graders. And um, they asked them to solve this one problem that I want to share with you here today. And this is what the problem was in this particular chapter. It said, with uh, many people in the world feeling lonely, especially during the holiday season, what would you suggest that would make them not feel lonely? And notice what these uh, little second graders said. One said, people should find lonely people and ask their name and address, and they should find people who aren't lonely and ask their name and address, and then exchange their names and addresses with each other. And that's from Kayla, age eight. Bless her heart. Here's from Max, age nine. They should make food that talks when people eat it. And that way you could say how you're doing and how's your day today before they eat it. 
That's Max, age nine. <laughs> now, this is so funny. Matt said, age eight, Matt said this. They could get a pet, a husband, or a wife, and that would help them out a lot. <laughs> Bless little Matt's heart. He has a lot to learn. <laughs> and then here's Brian. <laughs> Brian, uh, this one kind of touched me. He said this. Maybe they should sing a song, read a book, or hold their breath, stomp their feet until they think someone loves them. That's what I do. Mm. Brian, age eight. You see, when we face loneliness, and especially in this season, it's easy for us to just focus on ourselves. When we face difficulties and problems, once again, it's so easy to simply look at ourselves. And the more that you focus on your problem, let me just tell you this, the worse it's going to get. There was a person in the Bible who's many times she's been left out. And this is a story that I would like to share with you this evening. We've all heard the story of the wise men during the Christmas season. We celebrate the story of the baby Jesus in the manger. But there's one story, like I said, is overlooked. If you have your Bibles, or we'll put it on the screen. Luke chapter 2, verse 36 to 38. And this is a story that I would like to share with you here today. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phineon of the tribe of Ashar. She was very old, and she had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow until age 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them, referring to Jesus, baby Jesus and, his, and Joseph and Mary, at that very moment she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child and to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. It's interesting because Anna, first of all, she was a prophetess. Don't let anyone ever try to tell you that, that, that women cannot preach, they cannot, that's foolishness. Even at the birth of Jesus, you have a female there that's also a prophetess. It makes it very clear. But what was interesting is that if we look at the life of Anna, what should have happened to her? Now, according to most studies, Anna probably married at around age 13, maybe 14 at the late. In fact, they said that the reason we know that she married early is because when they gave the narrative of that story, they would have noted that she married at age 20 or she married it. Instead, it it was just an average marriage. And so she would have been around 13 or 14 when she was married. She married and she stayed married for about 20 years. And then after that, her husband died. And she would have been around 19 or 20. Now, we're talking about dealing with loneliness. We're talking about dealing with with pain. Now, according to the Bible days back then, what Anna could have done, and what she, some would say she should have done, is that, that if you had become widowed, you could have your brother's next 
brother or his next relative who was single, by law, they had to marry her and to take care of her. So she could have pleaded that. Or the second thing that Anna could have done is that she then could have gone to relatives, that that gave her permission to go back to her family. And once again, her family had to take care of her according to the Jewish law. Or Anna could have just done something that we called beggars back then. And according once again to the Levitical law that she had the right to become a beggar and not work and just simply sit by the gate and ask for money. But instead, Anna did something unique. Something that was so different. Instead of her focusing on her loneliness, she decided to dedicate herself to God. Isn't that powerful? Here this young 20-year-old said that that instead of my problems, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to concentrate on God. What an example for all of us. Now, Anna did three things that I just want to share with us here today. Is The very first thing is that she made a choice. She made a choice. Let's go back to that slide, please. She made a choice to go to the house of God every day. The scripture says that she was there day and night. And you have to understand that she wasn't there by accident. She was there because she made a decision. She made a choice. She didn't have to do that. But she wanted it to be close to God. And apparently her being close to God, God revealed something to her. And that was simply that the day of the Messiah is going to be coming. And so Anna believed the Lord. And so she says, I want to be there when that Jesus comes. And the scripture says that she was 84 years old. So almost 60 years, she stayed there in the temple, believing God that the Messiah was coming. Now, many of us, when we face situations that seem impossible, situations that that, that we should give up, if you're anything like me, it's very easy to give up. But Anna discovered that the more you listen to God when you have problems, the more, more you will start to hear his voice. In fact, Anna took to heart the scripture that says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whatever you do, eat, drink, do it all for the glory of God. And that's what Anna did. Now, some may say, how is that possible? And you've heard me share here before the story of my grandmother, at least the lady who I called my grandmother. When my mother moved to Oregon and, and uh, my biological grandmother had passed away, but this lady adopted our family, Grizel Settles, who had been a missionary. After her husband died in 1949, after being in the uh, Air Force, Army Air Corps back then at least, that she decided that she would not marry again and she would dedicate herself to the Lord. And so she went on to go to Moody Bible School, uh, Moody Bible, uh, Moody, Moody 
Institute of the Bible in Chicago. And there she studied with Ruth Graham, Billy Graham. They were all in that same little era, in that class there. But Grandma ended up going to Liberia and started 13 girls' schools up. She would come back home, raise money, go back again. 13 times she did that on her own, not a penny from any denomination or any organization. But Grandma had just made up her mind that she was going to use all of her energy to serve the Lord. And so it's not strange that we hear that Anna did that. That Anna decided to put all of her focus in waiting for the Messiah, listening to the voice of God. In fact, the very second thing that she did, which I love, is that she decided to go to church. To go to church. To go where God was. And it's so interesting that when we face problems, sometimes the last place that we want to go is to church. And many of you have heard me say this before, that that every study says the same thing, that if you miss church three times in a row, you get out of the cycle that fast. And I believe the enemy knows that. And the devil would love for you not to go where you can hear positive things about God. You know, it's interesting we say this because being on the radio and and taking prayer requests, I hear so many people saying that they don't come to church because someone hurt them or someone said this or someone said that or that. And the stuff is real. I understand that. And I, I, I do understand that. And my suggestion for you is that if that church hurt you, find somewhere else then. But not going and being around people to fellowship is not the answer. Just imagine if we were to take that same approach about a doctor. That if you have a sickness and you were to simply say, well, you know what? I don't like the way his nurse treated me. And I'm just not going to go to another doctor again. That's it. I'm through. How foolish would that be? And if you're really sick, you know as good as I know, even if you're mad at that doctor, even if that doctor did something, you would find another doctor to go to. And that's what I want to tell you is that don't let anyone stop you from connecting with God, especially with us being together as believers. Because the Bible makes it very clear that the devil is like a lion. He's out there trying to destroy us, trying to discourage us. And Anna could have listened so easily. But instead, she chose to listen to the voice of God. What an example for all of us. A few years ago, um, I had the chance to read a very popular book by Bill Hybels. It's entitled Too Busy Not to Pray. And he told the story about a young man who came to him. And, and this is what basically what happened, that the young man said that he had not worked in six months. Nobody at all cared about him. Pastors did not care about him. And uh, he, he, he was given up on. And he went on and on. And the pastor asked him, how often do you pray? And he said, well, I don't pray that much. He said, how often do you listen to God? He says, well, um, not that much. He says, how often do you attend church on a regular basis? 
well, because people said some stuff, I don't even do that anymore. He said, well, do you have good Christian friends to encourage you? No, I don't do that anymore either. Well, are you at least reaching out and helping other people? He said, um, no, I'm not even doing that. Well, the pastor said, no wonder you're not feeling connected to anything. That you have to just simply make a decision. That either you want to be with God and let's try to find a place for you or we don't. And so, friends, it's so important for us to get to the point where we understand that God loves us. And he has a plan for our life. And that brings us to our third point here. She went to the house of God, as we said, number two. But I like this the best here. She prayed and she fasted. What an example. She prayed and she fasted. Anna left an example for all of us. Left a powerful example. And I love this last part here. There's a popular book, and the book is entitled Conversations with God. And it's by Neil Donald Walsh. And this guy has an interesting background that he lost everything. He became homeless. But instead of focusing upon his problems, he used that as a time to get closer to God. It's a fantastic book. And what basically happened is that as he got closer to God, the more he started hearing God's voice. And he says this one statement that I will never forget. He said that God is always talking, but the problem is we're not listening. So that God who spoke to Anna wants to speak to us today. That same God who Anna prayed and she fasted for. He wants to connect with you so bad. And so that's my challenge for you here today is learn to listen to the voice of God. Please learn to listen to his voice. God wants to talk to you. He wants to be with you. And Anna is living proof of that. That as she sat in that temple day after day after day still praying to God still fasting to God still listening to his voice and then the day came she saw Jesus Can you just imagine the joy she must have had? 
And the scriptures make it clear, if you read the whole narrative, is that she didn't hear someone over say, overhear them saying that was Jesus there or whatever, even though uh, someone had said something early, but they weren't even near. Simon was not even near, if you read the whole story. God spoke to her and said, this is the Messiah. And that God wants to speak to you today. So I just ask you in your heart right now that you will just be open to him this season. Don't get distracted by all the busyness. Oh, I got to get this gift and that present for that one and this and that because you'll get so thrown off for what this season is all about. Realize this, friends. As we said in the very beginning, Jesus is the reason for the season. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship, a ministry of WGTS 91.9. We'd love for you to visit us sometime. Services happen each Saturday evening at 6. You can learn more about us and get more podcasts at mygatewayfellowship.com.